All right, welcome to the Built Different Podcast. I'm your host, Will May, team leader and real estate coach at Keller Williams Greater Omaha. And I'm super fortunate to have a podcast now that we get to sit down with real agents that are in the market on a day-to-day basis, have conversations about what's working, what's not working. And my goal with this is, A, number one, to become a better leader. And then number two, to give back to the realtor community of, hey, here's what's working. Here's some things you can put into your business um, now and, and, and see if it works you know, in, in this market. So I'm fortunate today to get to work and sit down with Kamala Knapp. We've been working together a year and a half. Uh, almost. About a, about a year and a half coming up on that. And I can tell you, um, you've become family to me. You're my work mom here. In, in this industry and you have the most character integrity of anybody I've ever met. So I'm grateful for you making time and I'm excited for the conversation today. Fantastic. Yep. You just ask me anything and you know that I can't lie. So it'll be the truth. <laughs> yeah. We're going to, we're, we're unfiltered today. So, yes, um, so I always start with two questions Yep. and then we're going to just, you know, have a conversation back and forth if you're good with that. That sounds like a plan. Okay. So if you could write a book today, knowing what you've been through in your life, what would you write about? Well, first of all, I love to cook, so I probably would be a cookbook, but okay. if that was not the answer to, <laughs> to be had, um, I would probably write a book um, for kids in um, in foster care. Yeah. I yeah. think that something when they're taken in the middle of the night kind of a situation, that's what happened to me. So I would like for them to have something that said maybe something like, it's not your fault. Yeah. And to bring comfort and, and love to them. Yeah, that's That's awesome. what I would do. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good answer. Um, and just knowing your story, your past, what you've been through to be where you're at today and how you carry yourself is incredible. Thanks. Will. Yeah. Um, okay. Second question I always ask is what's the, this is a complete turn of, yeah. turn left here. Um, what's the biggest misunderstanding of being a real estate agent? Um, are you asking me like what other people, the public thinks or what we ourselves think? Oh, I think you can answer both of those actually. Okay. I mean, from an agent perspective and from the public, right? Like what are they seeing that we don't see? Well, I think that the um, the public sometimes don't realize the value that we have, and that is nobody's mistake besides ourselves. We don't, you know, actually tell them. Yeah. We make it as nice as possible, and we put a ribbon on it. And um, I have had people like think that, hey, I could be an agent because you didn't do anything. Yeah. So probably that, and then in our own community, I think that it, the answer might be the same, but probably more fine tuned. But that we need to hold ourselves to the highest standards and that it's like um, learning to play an instrument. Yeah. So I'm playing the cello and I'm not the best at it. I need to practice. And part of that goes into your coaching, right? Yeah. We, we need to be better at our craft. Yeah. So always uh, becoming better, regardless if you get to say, I've done this for 20 years or not. Yeah. And so going through different markets, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think one thing that we've practiced and, and obviously for you last year and a half, we've shifted our focus a lot towards skills and development, right? Yeah. We know that if a market shift comes, the people that have practiced skill sets and have set systems in their business are gonna succeed in that. But I think something you pointed out there, like originally was communication, right? Yeah. And so being able to communicate with clients, where, like, how has that played a, a role in your growth over the last, how long have you been in the industry now? 14 years. 14 years, how important is communication to you? Well, uh, communication is is everything, but I also think mindful communication, not just because. Yeah. So um, I think that my clients, my former clients, my repeat clients <laughs> are looking for me to communicate 
of value, not just because. Yeah. Hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, that for sure makes sense. So let's back up a little bit. Tell me, how did you get to here? <laughs> What's your real estate story up until now? Just so we have a little bit of a background before we go into more questions. Um, I used to be in human resources back in uh, 2010. Uh, there was really not a lot of jobs open, so I couldn't recruit. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't needed. Uh, we moved to South Carolina and I had one friend and that friend was the real estate agent that helped us <laughs> find somewhere to live. Um, and so um, she said, hey, you can come and work for me. Um, they had a rental business as well, so I cleaned that up. And two weeks later, I had nothing to do. And she said, well, you should just get your license then. That is probably the best. And <laughs> I listened. And uh, I took good directions from them. They were um, very ethical. Um, knowledgeable and uh, I still use some of the things that they uh, taught me one of the things is if it's not in writing it didn't happen okay I think that's one of the most valuable things that yeah. I have learned oh that's awesome and just carrying that through all the way so having a really great mentor early how yeah. long did you sell there then uh, three years three years there yeah. and then and then I came back to Nebraska we moved our family back and uh, at that time um, I joined um, a small company that um, was predominantly in Lincoln. Yeah. And um, I didn't have any backup. I didn't have, I was the only agent in Omaha at the time. And so that um, was not successful. Yeah. And it didn't matter what I had done in the past because um, that only t takes you so far. Yep. So um, then I w joined a different brokerage and it was just the broker and I, and we did good. But then I ended up getting really, really busy. And again, I needed uh, to grow and, uh, then um, my original company came back and said, hey, we really want you to come back. And now we're going to be supportive. <laughs> yes. Got it. <laughs> now we're going to be supportive. We're going to fix this one. Yes. And for part of that, that was true. Yeah. I, I think part of that. But then they expanded and uh, moved in a direction that was different from where I needed to go. Yeah. And then I met you. And then here we are. Yes. And you said, um, you should come here. And I said, don't call me again. Yep. And then, <laughs> then you didn't give up, so you called me some more times, and guess what? Here we are. Yeah. So all of you guys that I keep calling, I'm going to keep calling you back again. So we've yes. learned one thing. <laughs> Persistence is key, right? We could go into follow-up all day, and I would love that conversation. <laughs> but yes. before we go there, um, what have you learned? Like, what's it take to make it as long as you have in this industry? Just from an, you know, from an agent base that may only be have been in the industry for a day up to three years, right? What does it take to be in it this long? I think people who say that they're in real estate because they love houses burn out. Mm -hmm. I think that people who say they love humans and human interaction, they end up succeeding. Yeah. What do, can you um, expand on that? I love taking two pu uh, puzzle pieces together. So this home search and what they're needing and putting those together in a successful buy or sell, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's like when I interviewed people and I knew what the job entailed and I knew what their skill set and I put those together. Yeah. That's the same thing here, uh, but probably on a, on a grander scale because um, most of us don't spend that kind of money on anything in our life besides buying some home. So. Yep. Yeah, that's big. And it creates everything from, you know, how they feel about themselves, how they feel about their family. Having a safe and secure place to live is obviously a basic need. Yeah. And I get to be part of that and I love it. Yeah. No, I think you made a good point earlier too. We hear about agents that have gotten to the market for um, flexibility because it yes. seems like 
I can just work whenever I want, this, that, and the other. <laughs> yes. We've seen uh, people get in the business for uh, money. Like yep. my agent was great, but at the end of the day, I could have done a better job, right? Yeah. And so in the top agents that we see in the market, what they've done really, really well is they've just care about their people. They care about their clients. They care about um, serving. And I think that's one thing that I continue to see from top agents is I don't, the money is what will come with results, right? But what I love is my clients. Mm -hmm. And so how, how have you embodied that? Did you get in thinking money was first, clients was first? Did, were you always that way? Um, yeah. Yeah, I wish I could tell you some elaborate story how I came to see the light, but there, there just isn't. Um, I think it's because when I obviously grew up in a, in a rough situation, I would have never thought that I could own a house myself. So the joy that I found from owning that and being able to make a wonderful home for my husband and my kids, I wanted that for other people. Mm -hmm. And so that was a good foundation for me. Is it good to make money? Sure. <laughs> but it wasn't my drive and yeah. it never, ever was. Um, and I'm going to tell you that um, last year I had the, the, no, it was this year, sorry. Um, in the beginning of the year, I had my biggest sale ever. And I think I shared this with you at the time. I thought that it was going to feel different. Yeah. And it didn't. It feels exactly the same. I love that closing day. I love when they get their keys, when they're excited to move in. Um, you know, pizza parties is being planned, whoever's going to help them move. I love that part. And it didn't matter that that paycheck was a lot bigger than my most of my other ones. Yeah, no, I think that's important. So I think one thing you do really well is you're very present with your clients. You understand sure. what they want and need. Um, from the very first day. And I think you're honest too, because you'll say like, hey, I, I might not be the person for this. Yes. Um, is that something that you do at your buyer consult? What do you, when you go to a buyer consult or a listing presentation, what's your focus there? What is your goal at the end of that meeting? Well, first I want them to understand the process. Um, I want them to get to know a little bit about me. Um, and uh, I want to know as much as I can about how they think. Yeah. Okay. So it's easy to say you need a three bedroom, two bath, but if I don't understand who makes the decisions in the family, what they're based on and ultimately, um, get the whole picture. Yeah. There's times where I've made a mistake where I think I understand mm -hmm. where we're going. And then I totally realized that that wasn't it. Yeah. And I've, I feel like I've talked through those things with you, right? But <laughs> yes. you grow and learn from them. Yes. So back in the day, uh, my husband's said, hey, we need to get you a new car. And we went to a car dealership in town and the car salesperson constantly talked to my husband and he said, the car isn't for me, the car is for her. And then he turned to me after a good 10 minutes of talking to my husband and asked what color I wanted. Mm -hmm. And it's in a used car, so you know you don't have a choice on color. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was at the time thinking that he totally missed the mark as a salesperson. Yeah. So we left and didn't buy anything there. Yeah. And I don't ever want somebody to feel that way about me. Yeah. I want to make sure that everybody's needs are met. I think that's really important. What, what, I already had a question ready for this one. So yeah. what makes a great salesperson? Um, curiosity. Yes. You have to be curious about that other side. Um, and this isn't my line, but I love it. Uh, don't be judgmental, be curious. Mm-hmm. And you don't know where that person came from or what they did. And until you understand that, you probably realize that the judgment that you had for them doesn't really matter. Yeah. And we, and oftentimes we put everything 
that we've lived through on other people. Yes. So we think Absolutely. that I lived through this life, so they must be thinking how I think, and it's definitely usually never true. No. Um, sometimes it is, and then we build stories off of that. But in, in reality, um, we have to give people grace, yes. and we have to understand that we can't take everything personally, especially in sales, because we look at things as, we look at things as yes or no. Yep. When in reality, it's not now, or yep. it's this For isn't sure. the right fit right now. And so having that kind of mindset, I think, helps build a really great salesperson and a sales business. Um, you talked about your biggest sale ever yeah. earlier this year. I think you've started to position yourself in the luxury market pretty well. How yeah. do you view, um, for, for agents that haven't worked in the luxury market, are these people just like completely the smartest humans ever and they're not relatable and we can't talk to them and we should be afraid to talk to them? There's a, there's a misconception there, in my opinion. What's the difference between people and different price points? Oh, well, that's a great question. Really, there isn't anything. I, I would say that on the more, uh, on the luxury side, what I've noticed is that they're much more private. Mm -hmm. So when you go to list something, they might not want everybody on their street to know, or you just have to really have a good conversation of what's expected. Um, I think that uh, this year is when um, one of the Kansas City Chiefs um, football players put his house on the market yep. and everybody just swarmed to that information. That it might not have been something that he wanted. Yeah, that's true. Or uh, Scott Frost sold his house mm -hmm. um, this year and um, that I think was bought in a trust because that person who bought it, um, which is by the way, Lincoln's uh, top sale ever, Okay. So the person who now owns it wanted uh, privacy. Yeah. So even if you dug into that a little further, most people don't know who owns that today. Yeah. No, that's so true. And so how do 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 you feel like conversations are very similar? Um, do you treat them that you know those appointments in the same manner too? Um, it depends. Again, being the uh, person of curiosity, uh, understanding who actually makes the decisions, what it's going to be based on. And again, um, wh why are they moving or why, why are they buying, right? That's going to be a big deal. Is it because of somebody's work? Um, is it, you know, be because they wanted something different? Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's true for everyone. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, treating, I, I try to treat everybody the same, but um, the thing that I have learned the most is that we still put our pants on one leg at a time. Yeah. It doesn't matter what price point. That's so true. And what about, okay, so what about a marketing of a luxury home? If you're listing a home that's <clears throat> 250, 350, 400 versus a million and up, uh, does the marketing change? Yeah, it does. Okay. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, nothing is as uh, irritating to me as when you see any price point and you bring up the picture and a side mirror is in the picture. Yes. Somebody took that picture from their car, right? Um, so just having a process in everything that you do and a timeline so that everybody is informed, um, I think that, that that is huge on any, still on any level, but it becomes... Um, more important even on on the higher end understanding what the how the house was built sometimes we can't just look and say this is why this is a luxury property yeah. and having that knowledge but how do we get that by asking a lot of questions yep. um and uh, on one of the ones that i had listed um they didn't have a wallpaper it was almost like a cellulose and then you added like water and glue to it and then you used kind of like a spreader on the wall yeah i had never seen anything like it and uh 
I can't pronounce the name still, so we're not going to bring it up here. <laughs> but it was interesting that I did not know. So the seller had to talk to me about that. Well, that that was big in the 1980s. So yeah. we don't see that a lot. So understanding um, the kind of products that was used and what drives that, I think is important. Yeah, no, I think that that's important. And again, what you just said was come from curiosity. Yep. How do you handle situations where um, you probably should have known something as yep. the realtor, but maybe you don't know? Yep. Um, how do you handle those types of situations? I just don't, I just don't get embarrassed about it. Yeah. It, you know what? I can't know everything and I've never told anybody that does. Yeah. So I think that, um, I ask them a lot of questions like, tell me more about that. How, 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 how do you know that that's what it is? Yeah. Oh, the soapstone. Okay. Or now there's, you know, new products on the market. Um, I, I do use the internet a lot to figure out if I don't know, and I don't know a price point on something. Be resourceful. And absolutely. Or, you know, I call Ferguson and ask for questions, or I talk to, I have a couple of people at Nebraska Financial Mart that I can call and say, what, you know, what's the price point on something like this? Is there, you know, does that value go out? I had, um, I have one right now where they wanted to sell the uh, stove and um, oven system for 20,000 cash on the side. Okay. Okay. Well, they said that it was 35 grand and that we're getting a $15,000 discount. Okay. Which, you know, on, on the surface sounded good. Now, my people didn't care for that product, so they said no, but um, I had, I didn't know if the stove itself was 15,000 or the hood was 15,000. Like I didn't know, so I had to do some research. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so once we get through transactions and deals are closed, this, that, and the other, um, how are we staying in touch with our past clients? How do we bring value to the people that, you know, refer you business and your friends and family? Um, I think that most people that uh, work with us in our office have learned that um, processes is the most important part. But I also think that staying in touch on different levels is important. So for instance, if I see that, uh, let's say LinkedIn, that has a lot of the business mm -hmm. things happening in our market. If I see that something is happening to um, an employer, then I reach out to my client and say, does this affect you in any way? Yeah. Is there anything I can do for you? Does this, what does it mean to you? And sometimes they don't even know. They I remember don't, that story, yeah. Yes, they don't. And so then they're able to do some research on their part or whatever. I think that, especially on the higher end homes, um, most most of them are part of our working community. Yeah. So that matters to them. So, yep, I'm keeping abreast on all of that. And then when something happens, I actually, you know, reach out. But I also reach out for, um, you know, anniversaries, um, their birthdays, things like that. When we have events, when I create an event. Yeah. And then I ask them a lot of times, like, okay, you didn't come to... Um, I don't know if you remember, but I had a whiskey tasting event yep. that was really successful. But I had tons of people who said, I'm sorry I couldn't come. That day didn't work for me. But I reached back out and said, what will work for you? Or what would you come to? What would you want? Yeah. And I didn't realize that, uh, you know, things that might not have been my thing, obviously was huge to them. Yeah. And so that's how you learn. I think it's so important. Like when you have an audience that you're speaking to, you think you know what they need based off your own perception, but it's okay to ask them. Yes. And you're feeling, letting them feel like they're coming on the journey with you of what you're building. It doesn't have to be perfect, but we can ask our people what what is valuable. So if somebody was a new agent or getting into the market and wanting to build a database and communicate with them, 
it is okay to go back to your people and say, hey, what works? What do you see as value? What would you like to see from me? What are your expectations? And I look at what do I unfollow in my own emails, right? Mm -hmm. If I get a bunch of stuff and what isn't valuable to me that I unfollow, whatever, and then I make sure that I'm not that person to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, Expectations-wise with clients. Yep. So when you meet them and we're going into the process, which may last anywhere from, you know, 30, 45 days to months, 18 months, 18 months. Yep. Um, what do you think is most important about setting expectations with your clients? Um, I tell them what they can expect of me and then I ask them to hold me to that. But I also let them know what I expect from them. Okay. I think if it's not clear to them, they don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and so good and bad. Um, this is work in progress. I am not very good about putting my phone away um, in the evenings or early mornings. Okay. So sometimes um, they might feel that I overcommunicate. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I just love real estate so, so much. Uh, I enjoy it so much. And, you know, not everybody does. Yeah. So maybe they don't want, um, you know, a text from me at five in the morning saying, hey, today is the day that you're going to um, sign up for your utilities. Yeah. That might be something we can wait till to nine o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, that might be better. Yeah. So all a learning process here. Um, so what are some like key things for you? Like, I guess this touches on a pretty important part for everybody, right? Yes. It, a lot of people in the real estate world right now are trying to find some sort of cadence or time structure that allows them to be present with family. Um, obviously you've been doing this for a long time. What works for you? Do you have any certain guidelines and stuff that, you, hey, I don't work during these times? Um, what's important for you there with time? Yeah. So uh, very little, um, and I should do better at that. Yeah. That should probably be my goal. Um, I will say Sunday mornings is my thing. We go out, we go to church, go at lunch, whatever on Sundays. So I try not to work on Sunday mornings. I will make an exception. I will say this um, when it is out of um, state clients that fly in, maybe we only have one weekend mm -hmm. to look, especially for, you know, our, our military service. Um, and then I don't, you know, then I don't want to say to them, I'm sorry, I can't start on Sunday. I know we only had two days. Yeah. Um, but I usually ask them, you know, are you, do you have Sunday plans? And if they say yes, then I say, hey, we can work around that. Yeah. And if they say, no, we need to hit the road running, you know, then we do that. But uh, um, yeah, so I totally lost the rest of that question. <laughs> no, you're fine. Because um, I, I have a couple other ones I want to okay. get to before we Perfect. get there. Um, you started a team. I did. If I, if you were speaking to an agent that maybe um, is starting to get busy and they have people coming to them and can I be on your team or they're just wanting to start their own team because of their production and that's their goal. Uh, what kind of advice would you give them? Oh, so that is a great uh, hot topic that, uh, you know, is kind of uncomfortable because of course then I have to fess up, which yeah. is not always great. Um, but I think that if you interviewed each other, right? Mm -hmm. So the person who wants to to have the team and the people who want to be on the team, they need to interview each other mm -hmm. instead of just saying, "Hey, we're great friends. We get along uh, outside." Instead, it's that, "Okay, what what is the expectation you have of me? And this is how I want to be managed, or um, this is my style of communication." Communication goes back to a lot, right? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't enjoy that. Well, then we probably shouldn't be on the same team. Yeah. Um, I would say that that would be huge. And the other thing would be um, 
the setting a time frame when we follow up. Okay. So we don't just let it go. So let's say that it's, you know, working fabulous. Everybody's, do we talk about that? That, hey, I love how this is working. Are we setting milestones? Are we talking at least once a quarter about the goals and how they're coming along or things that need to be changed? I, I think that that would be the ultimate thing that I would change. Yes. Yeah, so many real estate teams start with, um, how should I say it? I'm really great at what I do, so you should follow me around and then we'll be a great team. Yeah. Um, and there aren't the expectations set. There aren't the processes, systems, structure, time. Um, looking at this as a business, right? It's like you said, friends coming together to sell real estate together can work sometimes, but in reality, like there needs to be some sort of structure and leader, right? If, if there's not a clear leadership style and this is what this is the goal and where we're going, it's going to be really hard to, for that team to be sustainable. And um, looking back at my, my husband's family owns a business where they brought the family members in and they didn't do a very good job of talking about compensation. Yeah. And having the HR background that I do, I will say people get mad about money. Yeah. And then they think it's about something else, but it comes back to that actually they've, they feel uh, upset about the compensation piece. Yeah. So if that can be an open conversation, so let's say we say, okay, this is going to be the compensation agreement we have now. To have that, if this changes, what should our date be? Yeah. Okay, we're going to look at this in six months and see what you're contributing, what I'm contributing. Mm -hmm. Having those over and over again without feeling that um, there's something wrong in yeah. discussing that. I think that people leave team because they think they can make more money somewhere else yeah. instead of stopping and thinking, can we have the conversation because everything else is working? Yep. No, I think that's so important. Um, and we get the opportunity to practice it every day, setting expectations. We do it with our clients. The same thing can, should translate with your team, right? And that's just modeling what it is to be a great sales agent and a yeah. great business owner. Uh, what makes a great leader? What makes a great leader? Wow. Well, I still think that... Uh, they have to have, they have to be honest and they have to have ethics. I think that's a foundation for anything, mm -hmm. but, um, willingness to communicate, willingness to hear somebody else's part, I think makes a, a, a good leader. Yeah. I think that's big. So that gives you that vulnerability with your team Yep. as you, as you guys kind of continue to move forward. So, yep. um, Couple more things before we start. Follow-up yeah. systems. I, I wanted to get into a couple of these things, but what is it uh, in your day-to-day -day basis that you make sure you do every single day in order, you know, to be successful and, and just take one step closer to your goals? Yes, I, I see that in every season in my career, there's some things that move around and some things that don't. Um, I always do lists. I'm a list person. I've always been a list person. Mm -hmm. And whatever I didn't get done goes on the first of the yep. list tomorrow. Um, I think that that is um, uh, fairly common. Whatever you can automate, automate it. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing I say with that automation is that not to make it sound fake, right? So if you are sending out uh, birthday cards to your clients, mm -hmm. Like handwrite those, make yeah. it you. Yes, be authentic. Uh, yes, um, because otherwise I'm just going to pitch that because it felt like it was, you know, a solicitation. Mm -hmm. So I would say everything that I try to do has to be authentic. Also, um, when it comes to lead generation, everybody wants to say those words because it sounds like what we should be saying. Yep. Sometimes lead generation is actually like... Um, dropping off coffee and donuts at somebody's school yes or um having 
a path to where I want to go. So if you start something and you said, oh, it didn't work. So for instance, this week I dropped off a bunch of stuff for uh, teachers at the school. And I do that every year. Yep. But if you don't follow up until next year, there's no relationship there. Yeah. So what are you doing next? Well, the next thing that I do with them is for uh, parent-teacher conferences, I sponsor the food so they bring in pizza for all the teachers. Yep. And um, I am there to serve that. That might sound weird, like it's not just a sticker with my name on it. Yep. I am there to serve mm -hmm. because they are serving our community. Right. So those things, and then um, be involved in your community. Bring value to other people. Yeah, it's not always what you can get from somebody, right? It is obviously to to give, to give. somebody. Yeah, and what you give is what you get back. Yes, and uh, sometimes it might seem like I'm, um, you know, uh, sharing a lot with our brokerage, uh, whether it's on social media or whatnot. Yeah. But if I learn something new, I want to share that with other people. This is what I learned. Hey, you could you learn from yes. what my mistake? Yep. So I share that a lot. It's awesome. No, I think that's important. And we uh, have built a culture here where collaboration is very important. We know that other agents and other brokerages are not our competition, right? We're all trying to get yes. better together. Um, and I think that what you said is important. What you give is what you get back. Um, and the entire point on lead generation is so true. Like we look at this as like this monster we have to tackle. Um, you're extremely intentional with what your quote unquote lead generation is. It's just connecting and serving your people. Yep. And um, probably if I could just share one more story yeah. that I just love. So obviously you knew that I did HR and recruiting before. So I helped somebody buy a house here. Um, and uh, being here for four months, he lost his job. Mm -hmm. And that meant that I would, you know, get to sell that. They would move back. They came from Tennessee. But instead, I started started to dial all my old connections with all recruiters mm -hmm. and said, hey, this is my client. Um, he has two small children that I already started school. What can you do to help me out? And wouldn't you know that I found somebody who could get him a job and they stayed here for more years. And I'm not saying that he didn't get the job himself, but I connected the dots. Yeah. And they are so grateful and they told everybody, right? Yeah. Our agent did this. Had yeah. nothing to do with selling their house. Yeah, and I th think that speaks volumes of who you are as a person. Those are the kind of things that you do and have done your entire career. Yep. Right? You, you care about your people. I, I see a lot of agents struggle so much because... They want to um, send email drips and campaigns and they copy and paste everybody else's stuff and then wonder why it's not working. Well, you need to be authentic in who you are. You have to bring you to your, you have to bring you to your, your client base or your database, not somebody else's words that I copy and pasted because this is easy. Yep. And so you've got to bring some personality to that. And I think you made a really good point of that. Absolutely. And it's, that doesn't come with the price point either. I think that that's what people think. That's okay. I, I was at this price point and now I'm going to do luxury. So now I'm going to wear a suit every day and, you know, I'm going to use a robot to come up with my words. Yeah. Nobody's going to like that. Yeah. So being you is huge at any price point. Yep. Super, super true. Okay. Awesome. One last question yep. before we wrap up. If you could go back to your day one self in real estate, yep. knowing the journey you've been through, everything you've, you know, encountered all the way through these last, you know, 14 years, what would you tell yourself? Um... I would redo a few things. First of all, I wouldn't um, take offense to so many things mm -hmm. when I thought, you know, this client didn't like me or some crazy thoughts like yeah. that. Um, but I also would say that I had a great mentor from the beginning and then that was lost when I came to Nebraska. I would have a coach or a mentor. Hopefully that person could be actually be a coach and mentor. Yeah. Um, I would do that all day long, pace, pace dividends in so many ways and not just for my business, but as a human. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
having somebody who speaks truth to you mm -hmm. is um, important, not always comfortable, yeah. but important. Yeah, and that's, and that's the whole idea of getting a little bit better every single day. Yeah. So look, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy uh, to have this conversation with me. Every time that we speak, I feel like I learned something about myself and just get a little bit better. So I appreciate you taking the time today. Well, that's how I feel about you. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for hopping on. Um, if you're watching or listening to the Built Different Podcast, we'll see you next week for another great conversation. <laughs>